Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Are you hungry? Bruce, you're making us hungry. I am dining out. You're dining out with Bruce Newberry. You're a food dude. I'm very happy to be here dining out with Bruce Newberry here in Rhode Island. That should be your name, the food dude. Hello again. Welcome to the Tastiest Talk Show on the radio. Happy 2020. This is a program-free zone. See, I can't even use the D word. I can't even say diet. But we are definitely, definitely, while we're conscious of good intentions and you want to stay on your program and all that, we practice moderation here. We practice it year in and year out. Month in, month out, week in, week out, and you're going to be fine. So here we are in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro for another year of food, wine, dining out, greatest restaurants in the world. And right out of the box, we get going with another restaurant week. Yes, it's restaurant week, or will be the end of this week, in Providence, Providence, Rhode Island, our home base, restaurant weeks for winter 2020. And uh, it is a great opportunity to get you out of the house and to get you out of uh, your winter doldrums before they even start. And I guess there are about 100 restaurants now that have a restaurant week menu going on all over Rhode Island. So plenty of choices. Basically, you're talking a three-course prefix lunch for $16.95 and a prefix dinner for between $30 and $40 plus. I'm going to sound like the guy that predicts the snow. And he says, well, we'll have three, four, five inches. And then after that, it snows, he says, see, I told you. There's a local guy in Providence that does this. So the dinner menu in restaurant week is kind of like that, $29.34.49.95. Well, let's start at Red Stripe. Because that's a fun place to go. And, hey, when we're talking winter, we have to talk tomato soup. And the Red Stripe is is known far and wide, has been since Jamie D'Oliveira founded it many, many years ago, for its amazing tomato soup and grilled cheese. But you can start out with the famed tomato soup with dill creme fraiche. Yum. And that is on the first course of both the lunch and dinner menu. And you could also start out with a skillet meatball or two or three with fried capers and shaved Parmesan. And then Red Stripe started out as a brasserie, and it's still known as an American brasserie. So let's have steak frites, grilled hanger steak. I just saw where a chef does what's called a reverse sear on a steak that is perhaps a budget cut. And steak frites... Starts out with perfectly good steak, but it's hanger steak. We're not talking filet mignon here, so it can be a little chewy unless it's done right. And what you do is a reverse sear. You start it out in the oven, cook it slowly. The chef does it slowly, 225 for like an hour and a half. Then you take it out, get a cast iron skillet going, screaming hot, and the chef finishes it off there. So good. Anyway, uh, steak frites, grilled hanger steak. House frites and your choice of gorgonzola butter or bordelaise butter. Wait, we're not done yet. You still have a third course 
and it's New York-style cheesecake. Or chocolate, 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 chocolate ice cream, chocolate sauce, shaved chocolate, whipped cream. Yeah, and that's $29.95 for dinner at Red Stripe. So how about that? I've already saved you money. You can't afford not to eat here. <laughs> hey, the tomato soup is, is worth it, yeah. And on the lunch menu, before we go, do we have... Do we have uh, the, the, the accoutrement? We do, yes. Bel pays and prosciutto and poached pear and basil pesto in between two slices of amazing artisan bread, grilled. Oh, yeah. You're done. Need we say more? Well, if you're doing the vegan thing or the veggie thing, there's something called Veggie Goddess with mozzarella, and watercress, and avocado, and tomato, and cucumber, and pickled fennel, and green goddess aioli. So there you go. But that's a Providence Restaurant Week, so it's worth a trip from wherever you happen to be within sound of my voice, which has just expanded, by the way. Uh, we want to welcome to a place called the Shires. You know where the Shires are? In the southwest corner of Vermont. And uh, a lovely place, Shadow of Mount Equinox. And a place that we've talked about for great dining for a long time, many years. Well, it is a pleasure to be with you on the big voice of Southern Vermont, WBTN AM 1370, as of this week. So, welcome to the Shires. And there's going to be a restaurant week in the Shires in March. So, we'll see if we can make plans to bring the broadcast bistro to the Shires. Yeah, great to be with you all over New England. Uh, now we truly are from Montauk to Montreal and Albany and Hoosick Falls and all of these other garden spots. Well, I am your food dude, and we talk about the greatest restaurants in the world. We talk with chefs. We talk with you. And most of that we do these days through social media, although we broadcast direct on location in our broadcast bistro. So we'll be chatting with you up close and personal before too long. And we have a couple of things going on here for your participation. We have our question du jour, and we have our, uh, well, we sometimes do a poll, but this, this week it's more of a wants to know. Are you familiar with something called the onion burger? And it's not just an onion burger. I just didn't have room on the, on the Facebook post to put this all in. There's something called the Oklahoma onion burger which has been described in food and wine as nothing less than a national treasure. And uh, the Oklahoma onion burger is an amazing thing. There's a, apparently there are restaurants all over the state of Oklahoma that do these onion burgers. Now this is not, you know, you're putting raw onion on your burger. It's not even you're putting grilled onion on your burger. It's a relative of the patty melt. And here's how it works. You take your beef. It's a single burger. And uh, you, the, the, the chef or the grill person does a bunch of fried onions, like a pile of fried onions. And they become one with the burger. And food and wine really gets into it. And... It is converting people. It is life-changing. One writer says, it looks like I have to go back to Oklahoma. This is my life now. 
this is the place. And people in Oklahoma say, well, this is the best one, and this is the best one, and this is the best one, as we do with regional dishes all over the place. But there have to be some particular building blocks of the official onion burger. So my question is, is there such a thing on a menu near you? Your ground beef pressed with a pile of thinly shredded onions. And then there's cheese, and it's in a big fluffy bun. No, not necessarily an artisan bun, but it's got to be a fluffy bun. So the, the uh, bun is not a uh, a grilled bun. It can be, I guess. Some of the places do. But again, this this is one of the particular places. Onions, meat, bun. And like so many other of these regional dishes, people say, well, don't put this on it. Like mustard. Now, one restaurateur out there says that he personally takes mustard and a little pickle, but apparently that is blasphemous. So that's my question. Is there something akin to, can you find an Oklahoma onion burger on a menu near you? So that's our food dude wants to know question here. Our Facebook um, question du jour today is something I think we'll have some fun with. In case one of your resolutions is not necessarily to be on a program and reduce, but to make this a year of learning. Are you thinking about learning to cook? Well, there are a series of dishes that have been set down in writing that I guess a panel of chefs and culinary types say that everyone should know how to cook. So what dish in your eyes should Quote, everyone know how to cook. We're not talking boiling water here. We're talking about a particular thing that you could sit down and and eat or make for someone else and serve it to them. So what dish should everyone know how to cook? Maybe it's a go-to benchmark dish that you compare when you dine out. I know there are a lot of people that do that. Well, if the such and such is good here, I know it's a good restaurant. Uh, chicken marsala, for some reason, is one of those benchmark dishes. Well, if the, or, or fries. If this is good, then I know it's going to be. If the coffee's good, then I know everything else is going to be good. So what dish should everyone know how to cook? And is there an Oklahoma onion burger on a menu near you in New England? Because uh, I would... Sure like to try one of those. Maybe we'll broadcast from one. Is there one? I'll have to look at this menu. I, I think I know of a place, but I'm going to have to look at the at the menu. Let me not tip my hand here. So uh, this hour, we are going to talk EVOO. And because you asked for it, we're going to have my conversation with extra virgin olive oil taster Alfonso, whose work it is. How about this for a gig? He tastes olive oil for a living. You ready for this? That's almost as good a job as the ice cream taster. I think there's a, there's a toss between the two of them. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about Alfonso. Now, the Golden Globes Awards uh, have a, a couple of things that make them distinctive from the Oscars, one of which is food and drink. They feed the people that are getting the awards and that are attending. The Oscars does not do that. You get, you know, they, they have the, the swag bag and all that stuff. But these guys get dinner, and the, and the menu is very carefully planned. 
Well, there's something very special about this year's menu at the Golden Globes that we will talk about uh, in just a little bit. Lots more tastes of Restaurant Week and uh, a taste of the upcoming Restaurant Week. I, I love the the Shires already. We're so happy to be with you throughout Southern Vermont and in the Shires starting this week on WBTN. And uh, there's a Restaurant Week that's two months away and already the menus are out. And I will share one with you momentarily. I've got a great wine and cheese pairing that I'm actually waiting to hear the expert pairing from. Hopefully we'll get it before we pack up our tent, but we will get to it. And uh, new restaurants in this new year. So get ready for that. Here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, it's our first dining out with Bruce Newberry of the new year. Yeah. But, you know, you can depend on some tried and true for you like Gaspar's. Yes, Gaspar's 96 years now, 97 years. My goodness, that is a long, long time for great family recipes. But great family recipes should stand the test of time. And the Gaspar family has been making great sausages in New Bedford, Massachusetts since 1923. And I hope that you had a chance to serve some Gaspar's linguisa or spicy shuris over the holidays, whether it's a holiday breakfast, goes great in an omelet or a frittata, or just with your eggs. Or you can do what the blue plate does and uh, include that in the pancakes. There's a meat lover's pancake. Oh, yeah. Just uh, takes care of a whole bunch of things here. But whatever you're cooking, Gaspar's just makes it better. Gaspar's, the Portuguese sausage made from lean cuts of quality meats and authentic natural spices and available at all major supermarkets wherever you are. Gaspar's, for 90-something years, the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. Well, you're going to have events in 2020. If you graduated high school in a year ending with a zero or a five, you've got a reunion coming up, and maybe it's a year for a wedding or another family event like that. Well, who's doing the food? Can I recommend Fireworks Catering? Fireworks Catering does the food at the Brazier Society tent at Waterfire in Providence. Need I say more? Over-the-top, just amazing themes and uh, what holiday feasts were created by Chef Mark Garofalo and his crew at Fireworks Catering. And they would be more than happy to make your 2020 event the best that it can possibly be. Why don't you visit fireworkscatering.net right now, get a look at the menus and the details. Fireworks Catering will do as much or as little as you like. They'll cater an entire feast or just send over a pumpkin cheesecake if that's what you need. Fireworks Catering, 401 401- 831-9221 or visit fireworkscatering.net fireworkscatering.net In the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro you're dining out with Bruce Newberry Food do. I'm Bobby Flay and I'm dining out with Bruce Newberry We are cooking. Chef Chris Paleos is cooking. He checks in here and says three words about the Oklahoma onion burger. Trip to OKC. Yes. Always, always is in the offing. Here in the Dave's Marketplace broadcast bistro. 
it's so nice to be with you in the Shires. As we welcome the big voice of Southern Vermont in 1370 WBTN to the Dining Out Empire. We're brought to you by the Wayberry Inn. Welcome home, stay, and play. Got some snow on the way. We actually use a little snow at the Snow Bowl, to tell you the truth. And uh, there are so many stay and play packages to enjoy Addison County and uh, the Snow Bowl and Middlebury and so much more. 802 388 4015. So the Shires have restaurant weeks a couple of times a year. And there's one up and coming in March. The dates are March, 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 March 20th. Just had it here. I knew one of my New Year's resolutions was to get better organized. What do I do with that list? Here it is. The Shires Spring Restaurant Week, March 23rd through the 30th. And a big, big variety of restaurants all around uh, the Shires and Bennington County and all that. One of which happens to be Miller's Toll. The Miller's Toll Dinner Club. And this is a recent Restaurant Week menu, and it may well be the next one here. Very simple, three for 20. You can start out with maple roasted butternut squash soup. Hmm. Or a roasted beet salad. Boy, if there was a salad of 2019, I think that was it. The beet salad, roasted beets and chevre crumbles and roasted almonds. And we'll get into it and find out where that chevre is from. And uh, you can have maple balsamic or pumpkin spice ranch <laughs> or sriracha ranch. How about that? And then you can choose a small plate item like up in smoke burger sliders. Now, these could be a relative. They could be a Vermont relative of the Oklahoma onion burger because there is caramelized onions in these sliders with beef and smoked gouda and bacon and honey maple barbecue sauce. Are you listening, Walt Palm? Honey maple barbecue sauce. Oh, my. Or there are pumpkin and white bean veggie burger sliders with maple dressing. And then you choose a dessert, chocolate peanut butter cup cake or cinnamon maple creme brulee. Now, that has a little bit of a fall kind of feel to me. So my guess is that that was the fall resto week menu. But, uh, hey, could well be that that's a taste to come for a restaurant week in the Shires. March 23rd through the 27th. Regional eateries, dining establishments, and restaurants during the Taste of the Shires Restaurant Week. So there we go. And we'll keep you posted on that one as we kind of stay and play in that area. So let me check quickly here, if I may, and uh, see if I have heard back as I posed this one to Nick at the Cheese Treaters in uh, South Burlington. Uh, Ray Isle, who is a friend of the show and a friend of yours and a friend of the Food Dudes, writes in Food and Wine, the uh, January issue, which is called the Mind and Body issue. But don't get the wrong idea because there's still plenty of great food and wine. And Ray Isle certainly knows his way around a great bottle of wine. And he has a very interesting wine choice for this month. It's a Grenache Blanc. Really interesting. He calls it his idea of a winter white. 2017 Tablas Creek Grenache Blanc. I love Grenache. And so you had me at Grenache. But he says this is full-bodied but not heavy, with notes of pear and melon and a faint hint of honey 
ending cleanly on chalky minerality. If you want to get fanciful, he says, it tastes the way it feels to watch snow fall outside when you're inside and nice and warm. Hmm. Either way, he says, I like it. Tablas Creek Grenache Blanc. So I asked the uh, cheese traders for a pairing. I actually made a pairing, but I, I'm, I'm kind of looking for a collaboration here. And I think I've got it. If you saw the uh, cheese trader post the other day, it was just yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, the traders say that this is the perfect cheese for your grilled cheese. And it is Vermont cheddar, mild, sun-drenched tomatoes, and sweet basil. Hmm. So how do we match this? Well, the I was afraid that the white Grenache might be a little bright. And I know that um, it sounds like I'm working the same side of the street as the show that's on just before us on WVMT, and I'm not. But uh, I am the wine and food dude. So I was, I was thinking that the Grenache, certainly any Grenache will go amazingly well with that sun-dried tomato basil cheddar. The winter white, the winter Grenache Blanc, he says, has notes of pear and melon and honey. So that's going to complement, it's going to complement the basil, I think, and it's going to add just a little bit of sweetness and take the edge off what happens sometimes with the sun-dried tomato. The mild cheddar, well, home run all the way. So, I don't know, we may have to go and do a tasting of that. What do you think? So, let's see if the experts concur with my pairing or if they have a better one. And remember, this is what I know. I know what I know. And the when you make a perfect wine and food pairing, the wine is supposed to make the food taste better. The food is supposed to take make the wine taste better. And as was said to me by a dear friend of mine who is a winemaker in Connecticut, when you taste, take three tastes. One to kind of clear your palate. One to connect your palate and your taste buds with your brain. And then the third one for you. <laughs> Good enough. We are here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. Here on this first weekend of 2020. And uh, we're going to talk uh, olive oil in just a couple of minutes here. We're waiting for the menu from the puppy. Is the menu from the puppy up yet? Because, of course, the uh, spanked puppy has all kinds of wonderful things going on on the weekend where we have um, brunch going on and then we segue right into lunch. And uh, I imagine that that's going to be kind of the place to be going on on around 8 o'clock tonight. I would think not that it hasn't been all during the month and uh, all during the weekend anyway. Uh, yes, we have the Saturday brunch menu. Thank you, Ted. We have uh, the Montreal ribeye. We have a seafood omelet today with fresh lump crab, jumbo scallops, jumbo shrimp, drizzled with hollandaise with home fries and toast. There is an eight ounce teriyaki marinated Top cut sirloin with two eggs, any style. Just something light. <laughs> There's, if you like something sweet, I, I 
do have to have sweet for breakfast. A tall stack of cinnamon roll pancakes. Oh, man, you had me at cinnamon roll pancakes. Topped with icing with your choice of breakfast meat and fries. And the reason why we talk about the Spank Puppy is featured and proud on that Spank Puppy menu is Sacred Cow Handmade Artisan Granola in a yogurt parfait with Sacred Cow Granola from Rhode Island and Vermont yogurt and berries and maple syrup. Yum. So, so good. So there's a brunch, and uh, you do have to kind of make haste for that one because the lunch menu makes its appearance in just about 30 minutes at the Spank Puppy. So there you go. Uh, We do have food news here today, lots of food news, and we've been kind of dancing around, to be quite honest with you. Not that I've not been honest for even a second in the last 25 years of this program, but to be quite honest with you, we've been, we've, we've kind of been at the behest of uh, some folks dancing around the fact that Perella's Restaurante in Warren, Rhode Island did and was made over in an episode of Restaurant Impossible. Now, Lou Perella and I go back many, many years. He is a dear friend. Family is wonderful. Written extensively about his, the exploits of, of young Lou Perella. And uh, we've broadcast from Perella's many, many times. And so this was not something that any restaurateur undertakes lightly. That said, something that was explained on this program by Chef Jason Santos, who got his stripes in Hell's Kitchen, the Gordon Ramsay show, he said, look, here's what happens in a television food show. Television happens. So you have to understand that, and you have to look at it through that lens. So Restaurant Impossible came to Perella's back in October, and we really could not talk about it. No more complicated than that. Uh, So you haven't heard very much about Lou Perella until just recently when the amazing veggie lasagna and the other catering specials that have become such a part of life on the East Bay and friends of Lou Perella and all of that. So as some of you just heard in the announcement a few minutes ago, Lou Perella is back and he would love to see you. The place has a different look to it and all will be officially revealed. I mean, you can go there now. So, but keep in mind, television happens. And so television is going to happen and it'll be the, Perella's episode of Restaurant Impossible on the Food Network on Thursday, January the 16th, 9 p.m., 8 Central Time. What time zone is Bennington in? (laughs) I'm kidding. Thursday, 9 o'clock, the 16th for Restaurant Impossible. And the episode is called Old Habits Die Hard. Now... Again, because television happens, there are some preconceived notions about the nature of the show and what the mission of the show and its host, Robert Irvine, who has been a guest on this program, we've interviewed him a couple of times over the years, and what it is all about. And it's all about success. He's here to help, and he is interested in success. He's interested in putting on a good television show as well, and uh, so... Through that, 
there are restaurants that have found themselves in a different place than Perella's found itself when Robert Irvine came to town. The place is still vibrant, still successful, still the place to be, and none of that has changed. You'll see the changes when you watch the episode, or you can go there for dinner and see the changes. Just don't tell anybody. Uh, But watch the Food Network on January the 16th for the big reveal, all right? And it's so great to have Lou back. Not that he ever went anywhere, but, you know, for the purposes of of, of radio, because radio happens. There you go. Uh, We're going to talk olive oil in a minute with Alfonso and uh, more from our food dude wants to know question about the Oklahoma onion burger. Is there anything like it on a menu around here? And our question du jour, name a dish that, quote, everyone should know how to cook. We have another Providence Restaurant Week menu to uh, peruse in mere moments here on our first weekend of 2020. And uh, we talked about Sacred Cow Granola. And in addition to being available on the menu at the Spank Puppy, you can find Sacred Cow Granola in the Mason Jar at Selected Dave's Markets, at Clement's Marketplace and Lee's, as well as Italy in Boston. Yes. Welcome to Providence. Welcome to Cov. The Tennessee Titans are sleeping in Providence. Well, they did last night anyway. Did anybody go to Cov? We don't know. But uh, they sure could have. And you certainly will have the best of a Providence dining experience at beautiful Cov, C-A-V in Providence. So come in for the legendary weekend brunch Saturdays and Sundays or start your weekend on Wednesdays. That's when the weekend starts at Cov with Alexis Lee and Jazz. Don't miss Cov on your Providence visit, even if you live in Cranston. (laughs) Cov at 14 Imperial Place. In the Knowledge District, 401-751-9164. And make reservations at covrestaurant.com. We're brought to you by the Wayberry Inn. Always a good investment in time, 802-388-4015. In the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. I am Jacques Pepin, uh, here from uh, Connecticut, and I'm here dining out with the Bruce Newberry. Mm-hmm. Your kitchen is the soul of your home. And what we're talking about here today in the Broadcast Bistro, and I do want to invite you to the next seminar at Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath. It's called Essential Remodeling Need to Knows from the Remodeling Pros. And it is next Saturday, January 11th, 9.30 to 11 a.m. at Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath Showroom in Warwick, Warwick, Rhode Island. Visit rikb.com and register. And they feed you. <laughs> Let us talk some EVOO. Let's talk olive oil with our friend Alfonso Fernandez, uh, olive oil taster, who joins us on the line. Alfonso, you are in a great place to be. You're with a couple of chefs doing some amazing things. Yes, I'm with uh, Chef Marisa Yoko and with Chef Rico Ortega yeah. from Italy and from Spain. And we are the Culinary Center in New York. 
that we're going to make an amazing ceremony dinner tonight, talking about the Spanish, high-quality Spanish and Italian olive oil. Because there's no borders for the good quality extra virgin olive oils. Olive oil without borders. I love it. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about how this uh, this kind of an olive oil experience is really more like a winery experience. We talk about the differences or the similarities between olive oil and wine, but this is like having, yeah. this is like being right there where it's grown because you're starting right from the olive trees. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like every good quality food, you need to begin it on the countryside. I mean, this is not a factory where you make uh, tools or you make screws or you make whatever. This is, we depend on nature and we need to take care of nature. And that begins on the olive trees and then on every year harvest. So every harvest is a little bit different. And this olive oil that you might be using today with these chefs is going to be in, well, it's going to be a little different. It's going to have its own characteristics from, from olive oil that you might use six months from now. Yes, you said so before. This is exactly like wine. So we have uh, different varieties and uh, each variety has a different flavor profile. I mean, it's not like one because you cannot get drunk with olive oil, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, the point is that each variety and each region of, region of production and countries, of course, will, will give different hints on flavor. And, of course, there's an evolution on time. But that is no good, no bad. That just happens, and we need to know to profit that. So tell us how we can really experience these different tastes. What What is the taste of this olive oil that your chefs are cooking with as we speak today? I mean, we can be amazed of how many positive attributes an olive oil has. We can go from green grass, green leaves, pineapple, banana, apple, artichokes, uh, Mediterranean spices, fig leaves. I mean, many, many different positive attributes. The good point and the most important one is that they all come from a fresh fruit. So an extra virgin olive oil with high quality has to remind us always to align things on the nature. We want to point out we're not adding these flavors. These are the flavors that you can find in these in these oils made from this fresh fruit. It's like tasting wine and hearing and, and experiencing all of these notes. Uh, it's really, really wonderful. So tell us the recipes that are going to use this olive oil today. Well, the chefs, we have an Italian chef, and we have the Spanish chef, Perico Ortega. But by the way, Perico Ortega is the best, the best six restaurant in Spain and the top 24, in, and the 24 restaurant in Europe. He's so good. And they're both so good. So um, they're going to they're gonna cook Italian and Spanish uh, recipes, but always based in extra virgin olive oil. The only fat that they will use to make those dishes will be extra virgin olive oil. And even more important, not only finishing, but also cooking with the extra virgin olive oil, because cooking with the extra virgin olive oil is really amazing. It is, and we'll have more with Alfonso, the olive oil taster, in just a couple of minutes here. Check in with our question du jour on uh, Facebook here, the Bruce Newberry Facebook fan page. And our question du jour is, name a dish, name more than one, that, quote, everyone should know how to cook. And uh, Larry says, shepherd's pie. Interesting. And it's not on the list, believe it or not. But you know what? I think that's a better choice. What is on the list is chicken pot pie. So you've got the crust and you've got the idea of a savory dish that requires a little bit of, of creativity. So you've got a pie crust. So 
if you don't know how to make a pie crust, you should at least know how to buy one. <laughs> so uh, I'm with you. And one item that is on the list here is mashed potatoes. Everyone should know how to make mashed potatoes. So I think we have the elements there, Larry. So I, I'm going to give that one to you. I think you're right on it, my friend. I agree with you that uh, that would be a dish that everybody should have in the arsenal, if you will. Excellent work. And feel free to chime in here. Our music here on the Tastiest Talk Show is brought to you by RobertsMusicRI.com, where the music is, where music lives. New year, you know what that means, spring. Get ready for winter and spring recitals. And if you're a professional, Roberts has what you need, whether it's music, whether it's repairs, supplies, Roberts Musical Instruments in the Quaker Valley Mall. Now, you can hear all of this wonderfulness on the Bruce Newberry Food Dude podcast. And we've got about 6,000 episodes, more or less. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We use the Anchor platform. And uh, just search for the Bruce Newberry Food Dude podcast. We had to call it something. And it's brought to you by Gaspar's, available at all major supermarkets, the amazing Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. We are here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro and uh, want to make mention of the Holy Granola Experience and that sacred cow granola, all-natural, handcrafted, artisan granola. Each batch is made one at a time with love with a heart-healthy mixture of superfoods. We're talking organic whole grain oats from Maine, nuts and seeds, so you've got a bunch of omega-3 going on in there organic Vermont maple syrup, Massachusetts cranberries, a sprinkle of salt. Now, the salt could be your oh-so-trendy Himalayan pink salt or some authentic Rhode Island sea salt. Facts. Crystallized ginger, toasted coconut, and a secret spice blend. And you get it going in the bowl and leave it in there for a minute or two. And you get a little chai thing going on with the milk. Really an amazing thing. And you'll love it. It is a healthy cereal. It is a healthy snack. It is a great topping. And uh, there are some plans between, I don't know who's going to come out with the plans first, Ted Tomlinson or uh, Maureen Maloney, because both of them are like mad scientists coming up with new ways. But uh, why don't you pick up a mason jar? at a great store near you, or you can order direct at sacredcowgranola.com. And if you are on the route of the Monroe Dairy Cow Truck, it's on the cow truck. The Holy Granola Experience. We're in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, as we have been for 25 years. Here in our first broadcast of 2020, nice to be in new places and nice to be with you Another year here as your food dude. Brought to you by the Wayberry Inn. A good investment in time, always. Going to be back very, very soon. Can't wait. Always uh, a good investment in time. What more can we say? And a wonderful place to dine as well. The weekend brunch and lunch. And, of course, dinner. And that pub room is so friendly. And what wonderful holiday parties Donna threw in there. And uh, just a, a great time. So don't miss a minute uh, this winter. It's a wonderful place to get away. My Inn, the Wayberry Inn in East Middlebury, 802-388-4015.
You're dining out with Bruce Newberry. I'm Lydia Bastianich, and you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Hey, there is a filet mignon on the Restaurant Week's menu at the Capitol Grill. Just saying. Providence Restaurant Week starts next Sunday. More details at ProvidenceRestaurantWeeks.com. Food dude Bruce Newberry. We're talking olive oil with olive oil taster Alfonso Fernandez. You know, we hear a lot about extra virgin olive oil. Some people use the initials and all of that. But how do we know that we're getting the real stuff? How can we tell that it is the freshest and the best and we can get all of these notes and nuances, Alfonso? Well, the first thing is you have to read carefully the label, okay? Price point is also relevant. So when you're going to a supermarket and you see a plastic bottle, just begin to think that this is not pure extra original olive oil, okay? The second thing is read the label, the big letters and the small ones, because here in the States I have found that some bottles, they show a beautiful olive leaf for three or four bucks a bottle for one liter, but when you read it out, it's a blend with canola or with some flour. And also, you need to have the words extra virgin and a dark um, container, a dark bottle or pack, so yes. the light is not getting in. The rest of the process is as funny as wine, because you need to buy, fry, and see what you can get out of it. So that's the funny process of it. Now, what about timing? Because we've had uh, friends come back from the olive orchards, and you can really tell the difference. I mean, here's the olive farmer who is pressing the oil right there, putting it into not even bottles, but putting it into tin, into metal cans, uh, which are are going to be amazing, and putting a date right on it. Time really is of the essence here, isn't it? Uh, The earliest you harvest the olive, if I understood you well, the more aroma you will get. The less oil, because you sacrifice oil, oil, the quantity of oil you extract, because you said pressed, and pressed is an old world because we don't press anymore, mainly. Uh The main way to extract olive oil nowadays is through extraction. We have, uh, let's say, ugly ugly factories. They they are not as charming as the old ones, but we have the quickest, the most effective, and the best ever olive oil in history, thanks to those stainless, stainless steel machines that they process only with mechanical means, I mean, physical means. There's no chemistry at all in the extraction of extra virgin olive oil because the extra virgin olive oil is the fatty juice of an olive. Well, I'm learning something. This is wonderful. But in terms of how long this oil has been in this container, in this bottle, in this can. Ah, I, love, I, I, love, I love that because that in our consortium in QB Extra from Spain and Czech Italia, we, we are expert on that. And I tell you why. Most, I mean, the low in Europe, that is the most state-of-the-art low for olive oil in the world, they say how the olive oil has to be at the moment of the packing. And if you want to find out more, just search for EVOO Consortium. It's part of the European Union. Bruce Newberry. So great to be with you in the Shires, our new affiliate AM 1370 WBTN. And if uh, you want to reach out to me, the email is bruce at brucenewberry.com, B-R-U-C-E-N-E-W-B-U-R-Y. Happy to talk to you. 
about a question du jour or maybe featuring the broadcast bistro at your place. I am your food dude, and you are dining out with Bruce Newberry. Bruce Newberry. The food dude.